0: The Apostle Paul has Old Testament pottery imagery in mind when he writes, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Yes, God is the potter and we are the clay. Read the Bible and you'll discover imperfect heroes of the faith that possess deep personal flaws, made mistakes, and struggled to do what is right in God's eyes. In short, they were all broken vessels. And so jars of clay is an apt way to describe our humanity. It suggests we are beautiful and functional, but we are also weak and easily broken into pieces. We are formidable and fragile at the same time. In a few words, we are cracked pots. I'm Ron Jones, and this is Something Good.
1: We have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. That's 2 Corinthians 4 verse seven and this is Something Good Radio. Hello and welcome to another great day of teaching from Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis, thanks for stopping by. And today, Ron begins his teaching series, Cracked Pots. How the glory of God shines through our brokenness. Along the way, he'll examine the lives of some of the Bible's greatest heroes, flawed but faithful followers of God, like Moses, Jacob, and David. Stay with us here or stop by our new digital streaming platform at somethinggoodradio.org to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Subscribe to our podcast at Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. From 2 Corinthians chapter 4, here's Ron with his Something Good Radio message treasure in jars of clay.
0: Well, thanks to Hollywood, Indiana Jones is the most famous archaeologist in the world. And I've said it before, but it's always worth saying I am Indiana Jones. Um, my last name is Jones. I'm from the state of Indiana, and some people do call me Dr. Jones. Besides that, it got a bigger laugh in the last service. So, I, you know, you've had plenty of time to have coffee this morning and, and you know, but uh, most archaeologists are not as famous as Indiana Jones, and they're not going after, you know, the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, although that would be a great find if they could find that. Uh, most of them are turning the dirt over in various parts of the ancient world and unearthing, you know, various artifacts that give us a glimpse into that part of the world and into those civilizations. Oftentimes, what the archaeologists have discovered are, well, clay jars Clay jars, just earthen jars that are all over the ancient world. Some are beautiful. Most are plain and common. In past civilizations, skilled potters would take raw clay from the earth and use their hands to shape it for a particular purpose. The jars were created um, mostly for cooking, for carrying water. With the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls, we discovered that some clay jars uh, were used to protect important documents like the Word of God, as we discovered with the Dead Sea Scrolls. Some clay jars were simply painted. They were glazed. They were beautifully decorated. They were put on display. All of that is part of the ancient world. You can go to museums today and find the archaeologists' artifacts and all of that. So uh, it shouldn't surprise us that the Bible which is an ancient document, right? takes us very much into the ancient world, not just 2,000 years ago, but thousands of years prior to that. But there are many references to pottery making in the Bible. Most notably, Jeremiah chapter 18, verses 1 to 6. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel, and the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled, spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. Then the word of the Lord came to me, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter has done, declares the Lord? Behold, like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel." There's a well-known church in the Dallas, Texas area called the Potter's House. And it gets its name from uh, this particular text of Scripture. Uh, This word of the Lord that came to the prophet Jeremiah also reminds us that the God of creation, well, he was a potter from the beginning when he made Adam out of the earth's clay. Uh, The creation story in Genesis gives us the first clue that we are but earthen vessels in the hands of a heavenly potter. Even the psalmist acknowledges this. He he remembers in Psalm 103 and verse 14, for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are but dust. Now, the Apostle Paul picks up on this pottery imagery in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4 and verse 7, when he says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Uh, That phrase, jars of clay, is rather interesting. There's a well-known Christian music group that borrows that as the name of their group, the Jars of Clay. But it's it's an interesting way to describe our humanity, is it not? It suggests that we we are beautiful and functional. It also says that we are weak and easily broken into pieces. We are formidable and fragile at the same time, or as I like to say, we're just a bunch of cracked pots. Isn't that true? And today I'm starting a series of messages by that title, Cracked Pots, and uh, throughout this series, we want to demonstrate how the the power of God uh, flows through our brokenness, flows through our weakness and our fragile places and how the glory of God shines through it as well. You read through the Bible and you'll discover all kinds of heroes of the faith, but the reality is they're imperfect heroes of the faith. They possess deep personal flaws. They made mistakes. They had a difficult time doing what was right in God's eyes, and they always did not always get it right. And throughout this series, we're going to take uh, five or six weeks to scan through the lives of some of these Bible characters, uh, little vignettes each week. And some of the characters you'll recognize, they they are well-known, famous uh, heroes of the faith. I'm thinking of people like Moses and Jacob, even King David. Uh, But Moses was not only a murderer, but he had deep insecurities, especially by the time the burning bush experience took place and God was calling him to go back to Egypt. Uh, Jacob, Jacob is the one to whom God gave the name Israel but not until it was after a a night of wrestling with the angel of the Lord and Jacob, who was a cheat. I mean, you wouldn't go into business with Jacob. He'd cheat you out of your last dime. But God God used him to carry on the covenant promises of God. And then there's King David. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger. It doesn't get any uh, uh, more famous than King David. The editorial space in the Old Testament given to King David is enormous and for good reasons because the, uh, the line of Messiah comes through David. But uh, David's brokenness, uh, his, um, his sinfulness is known, you know, all over the world. He, he not only had committed adultery with Bathsheba, but he, he committed murder. Uh, but David… And then there are a couple of others that we'll scan through their lives as well. Lesser-known people, or at least we know lesser about them, Mary Magdalene. She literally had her demons, didn't she? Seven of them to be exact according to the New Testament before she met Jesus Christ and was set free from what broke her. And then there's a guy named Onesimus. You may not be as familiar with him, but we learn about him in Paul's little postcard to Philemon. Onesimus was a runaway slave crushed by the, uh, the slave market of the Roman Empire, and broken in some other ways, too, that we'll discover, but God used him in a mighty way. Uh, there's something something humbling about being compared to a jar of clay. And in a lot of ways, we resist it, do we not? We, we'd, we'd rather present ourselves as strong and capable, not weak and fragile. For example, I was thinking about uh, those who run for political office. If you're running for political office, the last thing you want to do is, is let your constituents, and especially your opponent, know even a hint of the weakness that might be a part of your story because your opponent will pounce on that. And so you present strength. You, you present, you got it all together, and you have all the answers as a politician. Or think about the last time you interviewed for a job. I always hate the question, so tell me about your weaknesses. I don't know. I don't think about my weaknesses that much. We, we, we don't want to because we're, we're presenting our strengths. And what we bring to the table. But in the kingdom of God, it's all different. And uh, the idea that we are mere earthen vessels, jars of clay, captures some of the ironies in the Christian life. I've made a list of them in your notes there. Let me just touch on these for a moment. Uh, This this is very kind of upside down from the way uh, we often think, that in the kingdom of God, the weak are strong. Let's just start right there. Paul, in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12 and verse 9 or so, he talks about how three times he prayed, Lord, will you take this thorn in the flesh away from me? And the answer came back to him. Do you remember this? My grace is sufficient to you, for you, and my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul says, that very thing that made me weak and powerless, I wanted God to take away. We don't know what the thorn in the flesh was, but God said, no, that's that's the very thing through which my power flows. My power is made perfect in weakness. Ironic, isn't it? Here's another irony. The foolish are wise in the kingdom of God. That which the world says is (laughs) foolishness… Well, God says, no, that's, the wis- that's something through which the wisdom of God is shown. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 and following, But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose, here it is again, what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. The weak are strong, the foolish are wise. How about this one? The humble are exalted. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 14 and verse 11, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. One more, uh, the, the broken are beautiful. Remember when David sinned against Bathsheba? It took about a year before he confessed his sin, and he came to the Lord humble and in brokenness. Psalm chapter 51 and verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. God is drawn to our brokenness. He finds it… He finds it beautiful. Let me say it in a way that hopefully you can remember. In the kingdom of God, the broken are beautiful, the weak are wonderful, that which the world says is foolish is fabulous, and the humble, well, that's when heaven shouts hallelujah. I'm not done yet. The jars of clay will one day inherit the earth. I know Jesus didn't exactly say it that way, but it's the same idea. The meek, are you kidding me? The meek shall inherit the earth?
1: Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Treasure in Jars of Clay. If you're listening to Something Good for the first time, keep in mind that all of Ron's messages are archived at our website, somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, use the Partner tab at the top of the homepage to check out the 828 Club, a special group of people who partner with Ron so that he can share the gospel through this radio and internet broadcast. Join the 828 Club from our website or give us a call, 757 757- 276 1099 that's 757 276 1099 in the kingdom of god the weak are strong the foolish are wise and the humble are exalted here's ron with the rest of today's something good radio message treasure in jars of clay
0: what i'm trying to encourage us to do at the beginning of this series is not to get comfortable in our brokenness, not to get comfortable in our weakness, but at least to embrace it. And to understand that the potter who made us out of the clay of the earth, uh, he's he's not to be at fault because of our brokenness. No, our sin breaks us. We live in a fallen, broken world. But he, he picks that up and he puts us all back together again. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Only Jesus Christ can do that. Only the healing power of God can take the brokenness in your life, those weak places, those fragile places, and through the miraculous hands of the potter who created us, reshape us and mold us into a purposeful and useful vessel into which… He can place his treasure. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. Circle those words, this treasure. What what does he mean by this treasure? We understand now a little bit about the jars of clay, but what does he mean when he says, we have, we possess, and he's speaking to Christians here, believers in Jesus Christ, we have this treasure in jars of clay. Well, you have to back up in the text to see the larger context of what he's saying. Really, just go back to verse 6 for starters, and he mentions something he describes as the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It's a a theological head-scratcher. What does he mean by the light of the knowledge? of the glory of God. It has something to do, if not everything, to do with this treasure that we possess in in jars of clay. Back up to verse 3, and he explains it a slightly different way. This light of the glories, uh, the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ. Okay? Another, you know, theological head-scratcher. What exactly does that mean? The light of the knowledge of the glory of God, the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ. Uh, what, what Paul is saying here is there, there is something so valuable, so treasured by God. This is, this is the part that will just blow our categories, is He chose to take His treasure that has something to do with the knowledge of the glory of God and the glory of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ and place it inside of us in cracked pots, in in broken vessels. You know, if you have something treasured in your house, the last thing you want to do is to put it inside something broken. Usually we, we take, you know, valuable things and treasured things and we put them in beautiful display cases, don't we? But God chose to do just the opposite. He he knows we're broken, not because He's at fault as the potter. He didn't make us correctly. No, because of our sin. Sin broke us. And sometimes our brokenness is related to other people sinning against us, what they've done to us. Sometimes our brokenness results because of sin that we've committed against God, and we don't realize how broken we are. But the fact of the matter is, is we're broken, we're fragile, we're cracked pots. But when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, here's what God does. He takes His treasure, (laughs) the glory of the knowledge of the glory of God and the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ, and He places that treasure inside of us. Now, two things I want you to get here. Number one, the treasure is more valuable and more important than the vessel. That's not to say that you and I are, you know, 99-cent clay pots, you know, easily discarded. No. He created us out of the dust of the earth, the clay of the earth, and created us in His image. That makes us priceless. The fact that we are created in the image of the potter, in the image of God, you add to that that He takes His treasure and places His treasure inside of us. Again, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ is inside of you as a believer in Jesus Christ. You you, you can't even calculate your personal value. But still, the treasure is more important and more valuable than the vessel. The other thing all this tells me is this. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you and I are chosen vessels. we let that sink in just a little bit. God chose you as a believer in Jesus Christ to place His treasure in you. He didn't just create you in the image of God. That's true of all of humanity. But of those who place their faith and trust in Christ, He goes one step further to add value to us. He takes His treasure and places it inside of us. You are a chosen vessel if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. Now, the Apostle Paul was was a cracked pot. Actually, Saul of Tarsus was a cracked pot, if you know his story in the book of Acts. Saul was a a first-century terrorist who went around killing Christians, and he met the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And shortly thereafter, there were some of the followers of Jesus that the Lord said, hey, you need need to kind of reach out to… Saul, who later became Paul, but he's, he's now one of mine. They, they were all pushing back saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not going to invite this guy as the guest speaker at our church next week. He, he's a terrorist. Are you kidding me? But uh, the Lord said to one of those followers, uh, go, for he, that is Saul, is a chosen vessel of mine, Acts 9 and verse 15. He's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and children, the children of Israel. Only God would have done something so topsy-turvy, so upside down, so so ironic as to choose a guy like Saul of Tarsus and say, you're a chosen vessel of mine. But I to encourage you to receive that this morning as a follower of Christ. You're a chosen vessel inside of you is the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the light of the glorious gospel of the glory of Christ. No wonder Jesus said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. I'm putting my treasure in you. But that treasure is meant to shine through your broken places, through the cracks, through the chips, through those weak places, through those fragile places. The problem is we want to cover those places up, don't we? We're presenting the, the, our strong self. We even come to church with our, our Sunday school masks on. How you doing today? Just, just fine, just fine. Got all my cracks covered up so you don't see them. And we wonder why the power of God doesn't flow through our life. Because at that exact place where you feel the weakest, the most fragile, the most broken, That's where the power of God flows. That's where the glory of God shines. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Now, there are more implications to this, and let's unpack this a little bit further. Because we are cracked pots, and I hope we're all in agreement by now, because we are cracked pots, number one, God is glorified when His power flows through our
1: weakness. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us here at Something Good Radio. Today's message, treasure in jars of clay, along with all of Ron's messages, can be heard on demand at somethinggoodradio.org. Use the radio tab at the top of the homepage. That's somethinggoodradio.org. While you're there, be sure to check out Dr. Ron Jones' Discipleship Coaching Experience, Starting Point, A Disciples' First Steps. Join Ron as he takes you back to the basics of Christian faith and helps you fulfill the Great Commission by learning how to make disciples of others. To find Starting Point, A Disciples' First Steps, look for Something Good courses when you visit somethinggoodradio.org. Something Good exists only through the faithful prayer and financial support of friends like you. And today, as you give your gift to Something Good Radio, we'd like to offer you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Cracked Pots, How the Glory of God Shines Through Our Brokenness. Read the Bible and you'll discover imperfect heroes of the faith that possessed deep personal flaws and struggled to do what is right in God's eyes. In short, they were broken vessels just like you and me. In Cracked Pots, Dr. Ron Jones scans through the lives of various Bible characters as a reminder that God is the potter and we are jars of clay, and how the glory and power of God shines through our brokenness. That's Cracked Pots, how the glory of God shines through our brokenness, yours for a limited time for your gift to Something Good Radio. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org. Mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. Or call our offices at 757-276-1099.
0: We may be knocked down, but we are we are never knocked out. That's the good news today, friends. It may be uncomfortable for you to even interact with those weak parts of your life, those broken parts those parts that you're trying to hide from everybody else that you're trying to put in the past but as god is healing and as he's redeeming he's looking to shine his light and to flow his power through those uh, those difficult places
1: that's next time when ron shares part two of his message treasure in jars of clay join us then for something good For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.